Welcome to episode number 38. Today we're reading chapter 25. It's called Back in Town. We're also reading the conclusion. So we've come to the end, my friends. Enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Crashing Into Potential podcast, where I give you the latest tips and tricks to help you stay on top of your mental game. My name is Scott B. Harris, and I'm the author of the book, Crashing Into Potential, Living With My Injured Brain. It's a memoir that was written and published after a dirt bike accident that nearly took my life. In season two of this podcast, I will be reading part two of my book. Part two outlines how I chose to overcome the adversity that I faced. Strap yourself in because the show is about to start. Hello, you good-looking human beings, and welcome back. Uh, you've made it to the very end of the line. Well, not the very end of the line, but the very end of uh, of of this season of the podcast. Uh, today, I'm reading the very last few pages of my book. Now, this has been an absolute ride, uh, an amazing ride for me to be able to read my my book and my words and and reminisce over over my recovery and and my and my and my travels all of my travels but just as every single book that i've ever read has a beginning unfortunately it also comes to an end and that's where we are at right now so just like a band-aid I'm gonna rip right into it. Uh, no, no, that doesn't really, that doesn't really work, does it? Just like a band-aid, I'm just gonna get started. Doesn't really work. I don't have, any, I can't think of anything. Just like a band-aid, I'm gonna get started. That's a good one. All right, uh, I just want to show first off my gratitude for you taking the time out of your day. To listen to what I have to say. You see, time is the most precious resource. We can never get back. So I really appreciate you. I'm really grateful for you taking the time out of your day to listen to my thoughts, listen to what I have to say, and show me support along the way. So thank you very much. Uh, Three things that I'm grateful for today. Number one. You guys, my audience. Uh, without you, I'd pretty much be simply just talking to myself, which actually is what I'm doing right now. I'm talking to myself. Uh, but I would be talking to myself and I would get no feedback on that talking. If that uh, if that, that, that sounds right, yeah, that's right. Uh, the second thing that I'm grateful for is my health. I'm feeling really, really good right now, so I'm really grateful for that. And the third thing that I'm grateful for is is the help that I'm getting from people. Look, I find that uh, I find that 
the way in which we talk to others really influences the way the world perceives us and the way the world talks back to us. Um, and because I I really make an effort to show my gratitude and, and to show my my, uh, my 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 great my gratitude the yeah, just my gratitude uh, to to the world and to the people uh, the people that I communicate with the people that I speak to uh, people people sometimes uh, they sometimes show gratitude towards me and and that is in a positive way and friendly way so it's really um, really really warms my heart to be able to give people gratitude and get it back to me. Let's get into it. Okay, we are up to chapter 25 and this chapter is called Back in Town. And the quote that goes with this chapter is, I understood how important it was for you to finish your travels on a high by Deborah Harris. There you go, Debbie's getting another Guernsey only because she's my biggest fan. Okay. After a long flight back home, I finally touched down in Melbourne. This was so not what I expected my return would be like, but it was great to see my tribe who were happy to have me home. We drove straight to the hospital to get another opinion. After five hours sitting around, I was booked in to see the dental surgeon. When I asked if he would have to wire my jaw closed, the surgeon looked looked at me and laughed. <laughs> no, mate, that's old school. I'm just going to remove a tooth and you can go and get a brace fixed on. You'll be right to go back overseas again in a few days. Was it that simple? I couldn't believe it. It turns out that in Canada, I saw a plastic surgeon, not a dental surgeon. And that was why these two health professionals had very different opinions. At this point, I was back in the comfort of my home and mum was helping me take care of everything. It felt like a, like the polar opposite of the previous 16 months when I was doing everything for myself. But I jumped into the back seat once again. One of the reasons I went travelling was to drive the bus myself. I never expected to sink into old habits so quickly. My parents and I went together to another clinic to score the brace that would straighten my teeth out. This was my last stop before bed as I was absolutely knackered. We're now on page 178. I had spent the last nine hours in and out of surgery on the back of an 18-hour flight and hardly any sleep. But what happened next woke me right up. The procedure to put the brace onto my teeth was the most painful thing I had ever experienced. A broken neck was chicken feed compared with the amount of pain I went through that day. Not once had I ever before screamed in surgery, but on that day in in the chair, I let out an agonizing scream. I was gripping onto mum's arm so tightly that I had to make sure I didn't burst them. If you've ever had your wisdom teeth pulled out, imagine what the pain would be like without anaesthetic. This is what I experienced that day. It was even too painful to cry. The doctor gave me a lollipop and sent me on my way. I must have sounded like a child to her, so she 
treated me like one, thinking that a lollipop would cheer me up. Although the lollipop was delicious, the offer of such a treat felt a little patronising. The discussion on the way home from the hospital was interesting, as I told mum that I'd be going back to Canada in a few days. I had previously booked a return ticket from Vancouver, so this trip would only cost me one flight. Deep down, mum knew that this was coming because she understood I had unfinished business there. It was a hard pill for her to swallow, but she understood there was nothing she could do that would stop me from heading back. If there's one thing that the motorbike accident has done for me, it's that it has stained my blood with determination. Once I have something in my mind, nothing will stop me from following through with my plan. All those years ago, while I was while I was asleep in the coma, I must have quietly whispered to myself, don't give up. This trait has stuck with me through thick and thin, and I believe that it is one of the reasons I am where I am today. That is the end of that chapter. Now, I'm going to read the conclusion before I sum it up completely. I left for Canada that autumn to finish my trip on a high. Over the final two weeks, I visited California and Arizona and did a road trip with Jasmine down to Seattle and Portland. Then I returned home to Australia, this this time with a feeling of complete achievement. Travelling for those 18 months was the best thing I've ever done in my entire life, and I am so grateful I had that opportunity. I learned so much about who I am and what I am truly capable of doing. I went overseas on a mission to prove to myself that I was capable of living an independent life like everyone else and I came home with much, much more. In Berlin, after I made the phone call to my parents telling them I had had the visa, I laid back, stared at the roof and smiled, imagining that I could only be in a dream. I thought I'd wake up at any moment in my bed at the rehab hospital in Melbourne. In that moment, I went through in my mind all the things I had overcome on my trip and couldn't believe the distance I had travelled, both in a real and metaphorical sense. Most of the health professionals who looked after me said that I would have to take life easy and that because of the accident, things may not turn out how I want them to. They said, Scott, that's okay. You'll just have to find a way to make do with the difficulties you face. Many people live in these situations. Well, while I was traveling, I was living with so many problems, physical, mental, and emotional, and I loved every moment of it. I discovered that I was in total control of my own destiny. At the risk of sounding cliche, don't let anyone tell you that you can't do anything. Especially, don't say this to yourself. After getting the visa, I thought about all the things that I still had in my life and all the things I could still do. I had been so hung up on all of the cannots and I had forgotten to look for all of the can. My advice here is to concentrate on what you can do and don't feel overwhelmed by what you can't. With not an ounce of disregard to the work my therapists did, with me over the years, I knew that this trip was hands down the very best rehab I could have done. All the things I had learned, 
being responsible for myself and digging myself out of difficult situations had meant so much more to me than I could ever have imagined. I proved to the world that I was capable and most importantly, I proved it to myself. I am capable of living a fulfilling life the same as everyone else. I stood there looking out the window of my Berlin hotel that day saying to myself, I am capable. I am capable. I am capable. I'm also excited to say that on my travels, I found love. That April, after my trip had finished, Jasmine did come over to spend time with my whole tribe at my brother's wedding. She decided that she would go back home, pack up and move to Australia to live with me. While she was back in Canada, another checkup on another lump confirmed that the cancer had spread to her armpit. This halted her initial plans and she had to stay home. We kept in close contact over the year and I decided to surprise Jasmine for a birthday in December by flying to Montreal and hiding in a wrapped up box, scaring the living daylights out of her when she opened it. When I was there, Jasmine had the operation to remove the lump under her arm, which was the only thing keeping her in Montreal. She came over to Australia to start our new life in February 2015. We applied for a visa so she could be with me permanently. During this time, she found yet another lump on her back. The cancer had spread again. Early 2016 had her doing radiation therapy and she is now recovering. We are so grateful to the Peter McCullum Cancer Centre for all of their support and all that they have done for her, for her. Jasmine is the most inspirational person I know and I cannot imagine how she stays so strong. We both love to travel the world because we believe that, as, as the saying goes, life is way too short. I've been asked if I think our meeting was destiny, but I don't believe in the mystical fairy tale of everything happening for a reason. I don't believe we are given a destiny. I believe we create our own. As for me, I am back home now with Jasmine, living life to the full and not taking for granted the world I find myself in. I am still doing therapy on my injured brain and my life is built around the goals that I have set for myself. When the doctors told me that this was an injury for life, I thought they were just having a laugh. Maybe they were pulling my leg. I didn't realize they were serious. I am constantly finding new tricks and strategies to work with my brain and I am still putting names to some of the problems I always had. I still can't comprehend how it is that I am still discovering how my injured brain works. In essence, I am now writing the user manual for my own brain, which has an infinite number of pages. I can do things right now that I couldn't couldn't a month ago and this will continue to be the case for many many years to come. I can honestly say that life has got better since I had my accident. This this isn't because I had the accident. This is because of what I've turned my life into. Now I educate and inspire people for a living and that is truly the gift that keeps on giving. 
We're now on page 181. I've started my motivational speaking career and I truly find that I've been blessed as I can wake up each day knowing that I am making a difference. Jasmine and I plan to continue the fairy tale together. We plan to continue traveling the world and maybe even one day do it with a tribe of our own. As a kid, I quit so many things because of my fixed mindset. And then after my accident, this mindset was amplified tenfold. I believed that my life was what it was and that's it. I put so many restrictions on my belief system because of what I perceived my abilities to be. I believed that I was stuck in my disabled body and that I would just have to take life easy and accept that for what it was. This meant I didn't try to set the bar too high because I knew that I couldn't jump that high. That was until the weekend away at the snow that changed my life in 2010. I discovered that maybe I did have more to offer and that I wasn't stuck in my my new body. After that weekend, I went home and started setting goals that I knew I had the capacity to achieve. This was when I started to truly get over my accident. This was the first time in my life that I had ever had a taste of what a growth mindset felt like. They say that people with a growth mindset believe that learning and intelligence can be acquired. They believe that effort and hard work can make them stronger. Nowadays, that is me in a nutshell. I put no restrictions on my life at all now. I believe that if I want something enough, I can make it happen. When adversity strikes you in any form, there are two ways that you can respond. You can cry over it or you can get over it. The reason I am where I am today is because I chose to get over it. And that decision took me to the other, other side of the world where I met Jasmine. I am where I am today because I chose to get over my accident. Have you ever given something up because it's too slow, too confusing or too hard? Well, this is the story of my life. And I know that if I'm going to go anywhere in, the, in this life, I will have to leave a little bit earlier and I'll need to take a slightly different route to get there. But I will always get to my destination. Think about this. When adversity strikes you next, which path will you take? And remember, you are capable to your success. Peace out. And that is the end of the book. Before I read the conclusion, I just want to add in a couple of stories about when I went back. So when I when I flew back to uh, from Australia and back to back to America, I went straight to uh, went straight to California. And now when I had left for Australia, Daniel and Kieran, Daniel met up with Kieran again, and they went down to Mexico. They went. They flew down to Mexico. They left the car that we had travelled on our road trip uh, somewhere in America. Can't remember where it was. Might have been at the LAX airport, you know, in Los Angeles. So they flew down to Mexico, and I flew back. And when I got there, they were still down in Mexico for for about four more days. So I flew. Uh, I flew into to LA, and I stayed in LA. For four days on my own. Now, I didn't realize LA is absolutely massive. If you don't have a car, 
you've got no chance of seeing any of it. It is huge. Or you could probably see it by catching the bus, but you catch a bus from from the, the south, which was where I was staying, uh, up to somewhere like Venice Beach, and it takes like an hour to get up there. And then you got to catch a bus somewhere else. So it's really, it really isn't isn't very um, time economical uh, to to go around LA without a car. So anyway, so I I stayed there for for about four days uh, looking around. I did hire a car on one of the days to have a look around. So that was when I went to Venice Beach and 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 Hollywood Boulevard and looked at uh, looked at the Hollywood sign and stuff. Um and. After 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 I was done there, I met Kieran and Daniel back in LA, and they uh, they they had the car that we had on the road trip, and we drove over to Arizona for spring break. Now, the, if I met, I'm pretty sure I'm, I think I mentioned it um, when I was in Italy, I saw two American guys at the airport. And I hit them up for a place to go on spring break. And they told me about Lake, Lake Havasu in Arizona. So that was where we went. So jump on. I'll, I'll put I'll put in the show notes. Jump on the show notes and have a look at some of the photos that I took that week. That was that was pretty pretty uh, pretty insane. And then after we went to Lake Havasu, we drove back cross-country towards LAX and we stopped in at uh, uh, Las Vegas for two nights. And that was pretty good. Uh, and then after Las Vegas, we went back to LAX. And then uh, Kieran met up with, with a girl that had come over from, uh, from Australia and they went on a road trip together. And Daniel flew back to Australia and I flew up to Vancouver to meet up with Jasmine. I was going on a road trip with her for a couple of weeks. And uh, I, this funny story, I caught a plane from LAX to Vancouver. And it, normally it's a flight from Vancouver, from LAX to Vancouver will take you about two and a half hours approximately. I decided to get a cheaper flight there. Didn't really, didn't, didn't look at the, I don't know why I didn't look at details, but it was a cheaper flight. Might have been $20 cheaper. And I took that flight and I was in transit for nine hours. The flight took me from uh, from LAX to San Francisco, San Francisco to Calgary, Calgary to Edmonton, Edmonton to Vancouver. I was in transit for eight hours, and it was a big waste of time, but it was good because I got to sit and relax for, for eight hours, eight or nine hours. Uh, and then I went on a tour. I went on a, a road trip with Jasmine and her friend. Uh, we went to Victoria Island and up uh, a little bit north of Vancouver and then I finally said goodbye to Jasmine and then I went home and that was yeah that was the, the, the last little bit of my trip and it was really really enjoyable I had um, had had so much fun just like everywhere else that I had uh, had on my uh, that I went on my trip now I'll just quickly uh, to finish it all off. I'm just going to uh, read you the acknowledgements, and then we will close the book completely. Acknowledgements. 
The number of people who have helped me on my journey have been incredible, and I'm not I'm not exactly sure where to start in thanking everyone. I guess I will just list off the people and organizations that have been there in chronolo- chronological order. The first people I want to thank are my friends who were there with me on the day this journey began. If it hadn't been for their quick thinking and teamwork, I may not be here today. There were five of us riding that day and two of our lives depended on the teamwork of the other three. The next are the services that came to our rescue, Ambulance Victoria and Victoria Police. These guys also played a huge part in saving my life. Although they see serious accidents on a regular basis, this was the only time that this had happened to me and I am truly grateful for the life they have given me. Once I was flown to the Royal Melbourne Hospital, the staff of the intensive care unit took over. So a big shout out to them for taking care of me for the first 16 days of my new life. I spent the next three years in Epworth Rehabilitation in Camberwell, becoming the person I am today. I owe 99.9% of my mental and physical recovery to the caring staff there. I've made some lifelong friends amongst them. They have supported me in every goal I have achieved and are always happy to see me walk through those doors and say g'day to all the familiar faces. Another big thank you goes to TAC, the Transport Accident Commission. They have supported me financially from the beginning. If it wasn't for TAC, I can't even begin to imagine where I would be today. One special lady in particular who truly believed in me and who understood me is Bernadette Foley. Thanks Bernadette for all of the help and direction you have given me in both this book and in life. This book is where it is because of you and I am where I am because of you. The biggest thank you goes out to my tribe better known as my family and loved ones. My parents, Victor and Deborah Harris, have been my rock since day one. My brother Brett and partner Kylie and sister Nicole and partner Cliff have been right there with me and so has my girlfriend Jasmine, who puts up with me day in, day out. Thank you. And that's the end of that chapter. Actually, that is the end of the book. That's right, that is the end of the book, Crushing Into Potential, Living With My Injured Brain. My my story continues from here, and since I wrote that book, since I wrote that book, some amazing things have happened in my life. Uh, my career, my speaking career, has come such a long way uh, since since I wrote this book, uh, we now we're now teaching this book in high schools across the country, uh, and teaching teaching the students about resilience and what can be achieved if you don't give up. So that um that 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 really really excites me. Uh, another thing is Jasmine, Jasmine, uh, Jasmine. Well, Jasmine, where do I start? Uh, Jasmine, things with her are just going so well. Uh, not this year, not last year, but the year before. Uh, before COVID, the year before COVID, 
Uh, I went away for a weekend with with her and on a romantic weekend and I proposed to her and I'm so happy she said yes. Thank God for that. So she said yes. We had planned to get married. We had planned to get married in Hawaii. That's a pretty cool destination, destination wedding. Uh, and then something happened to the world. It's called COVID. Yeah, that kind of put a spanner in the works. Uh, so we decided that uh, instead of uh, instead of getting married, let's do the next best thing, and that's to uh, start making babies. So that's what we did. And Jasmine is now, actually, by the time you're listening to this, we would have just had our first baby girl, a little baby girl named Giselle. Uh, we wanted to name. We wanted. Uh, we wanted a name that was able to be pronounced in both English and French, and that's where Gigi came from. Gigi is her her name for short. Uh, sorry, uh, her her shortened name. Her short name. No. It's her nickname, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, it's just called. Uh, we call her G- Gigi. So Gigi is uh, is 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 doing super fantastic. Although she's not actually uh, she's not actually born yet. She will be born on the twelfth of April. Twelfth uh, of April will be the day. The day of uh, the day one one chapter starts and one uh, chapter f- no one chapter ends one chapter starts uh, one book ends I've finished this book and the next book in my life is 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 going to be started well maybe I'll maybe I'll write a book about it who knows we'll see but yet so that's where my life's at and that is just so happy I'm so happy that my life is like this right now and I can't words really can't describe um, how I'm feeling right at this moment in time Uh, I will be back in the future I'll be back Uh, I I can't exactly say when that'll be uh, because of what's happening in my life Uh, so until then um, I thank you thank you very much for everything and being such a such a good audience uh, this week, you be kind to everyone else. Be kind to everyone else. Be kind to yourself as well. Don't forget yourself, and treat others the way in which you would like to be treated. So, if we treat the world like we, we want to be treated, the world's going to treat us the exact same back. Uh, you do you, and I'll do me, and we'll probably meet somewhere in the middle. All right. Okay, that's it. I'm out. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to the Crashing Into Potential podcast. I really appreciate your support. You guys are the reason that I do this. So if you haven't already, hit me up at The Injured Brain, wherever you get your social media fix. And please don't forget to rate, review, and share this podcast to help me spread my message far and wide. See you in the next episode.